Content 420 podcast number 40 or yep. 39? 40. 40. God damn, this is a milestone. So I only have a little bit of this grape god bud left, so I figured it would be a good milestone with a little uh, um, ghost train haze and a little bit of um, endgame. So we'll kind of take us through the spectrum. It's going to have some dimension to it, some texture. I'm already feeling loopy, so. Yeah? <laughs> what did you take? An antibiotic. Oh, yeah? A shot. This a big. shot. A yeah. shot. Yeah. They nice. snuck the vaccine in with it. They, they put the vaccine in. <laughs> a little <laughs> tracking device. Violation. <laughs> right. Well, I did ask, like, I asked what it was, and the nurse is like, oh, it's just an antibiotic. And I'm like, well, my question was, you know, what kind, what the name of it. And so I had to ask her, like, a couple times right. before I got the name. Which is Damn. weird. They're like, what do we call this? Like you're what do we call me the vaccine? Uh, I mean, the uh, <laughs> antibiotic that we're injecting in. Did they question you if you nope. were? Oh, that's good. Nice. Mm. Oh, yeah, they don't even ask. Emergency no, room? Or? Uh, you have to wear a mask anyway. So, right. But right, all medical places, me, right? Yeah, they gave me uh, water and snacks. And I took it off and forgot I took it off. And then mm. they walked in, they didn't say anything. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine most people don't want to say anything or, you know. I don't know. <laughs> well, like most people want to. Most wanna... like average, you know, a nurse, average person. Yeah. I don't know. I hear yeah. so many on both sides. It's like, on one hand, you got the vaxxers that are like vegans, you know, that announce mm. it to everybody. Right. Yeah, you I'm got the vaxxed. extremists. Yeah, right. walk yeah. in showing their fucking right. Band-Aid, you know. Vax, uh, wax, and proud yeah. of it. There's like photos of them like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of, and they'll do yeah. the, the circle the on the yeah, yeah. I know, right? Facebook? Like Facebook, yeah. yeah. I'm vaccinated. Or, and then there's the uh, fucking Cindy's that, want to make sure everybody's vaccinated right mm -hmm. so you got that but then you on the other side you got the people who want to announce to everybody that they're not vaccinated right right and then that actually think there's chips in it and yeah. it's like the, the mark I, of the beast hey it. man i'm not saying you know like that there's not because when you look at the crazy shit that's going on i know that sounds so like conspiracy theory but it's like those aren't even like big conspiracy theories anymore because we talked about this like what last time or a couple times ago that pandemic mm. remember that video that came out and they were saying that it's like and then all of a sudden you see oh yeah it fucking is did you guys see that russell brand video that damn came out it, i recently? still forgot to watch it now yeah, yeah, told me yesterday. yeah, yeah. I've seen it and I watched it. where they were mm -hmm. where he was talking about um how uh they were gonna you know modify this um, coronavirus, right? Mm -hmm. So it can infect people and then release it into the bat cave mm -hmm. and then see how it like and I think spreads the surrounding yeah, area. Yeah. Like what? Right. And I can't remember if it was a different one or if it's the same one where they were trying to make an aerosol vaccine, <clears throat> I think, mm -hmm. that then they were going to treat all the bats with uh -huh. to see if it worked, something like that. You yeah. know, Rand Paul made a pretty good point. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but he was talking about the gain of function research and um, you know, it seems like Fauci's a big supporter of the gain-of-function research, mm -hmm. right? And so what Rand Paul was saying, he's like, with the mRNA vaccine capabilities that we have today, we can match 
up a virus very quickly and come up with a um, you know a vaccine against, a vaccine it. against yeah. it. It's like so we don't need to do this gain of function research to test and to see mm. how things could argument. morph yeah. because he's like we can come mm-hmm. up with the solution. Mm-hmm. And so if that's true, <clears throat> and you know there's still allegedly like what ten or so facilities in the U.S. that are doing gain of function research. It's like then why would they be doing that? Is it because it's you know can be weaponized and it can be utilized mm-hmm. in that regard? Um, There's a really good Sam Harris had a guy on. Mm-hmm. I think it's that guy that has a he's great. He has a podcast called After On. He's like a writer, mm-hmm. and they had a whole thing about gain of function. I think it was like three hours. It was crazy long, um, and. Yeah, this guy was just listing both angles of it, both sides of the story, the good, the bad. And I don't remember too much of it. I remember, like, just, like, high-tech stuff always, like, gets easier and easier to make, and it gets lower and lower in people's ability to have access to it, right? You know, because that was one question, too, is, like, could just, like, uh, someone make this as if someone makes a dirty bomb, could they also, like, gain a function shit in their house? Mm Mm-hmm. And and things will go oh, more man. and more that direction. You know, he was saying there are some just like technical bars against that happening. Like, mm-hmm. but maybe in like college level classes, yeah, they would have that ability. Did you ever watch and, Joe Rogan questions everything? A show he had on the side. I channel? saw maybe a couple episodes, it's like from a few years yeah, back. Yeah. But it's actually yeah. pretty bizarre when he does because they've got an episode where he goes to the center of. Uh, viruses and shit down in texas yeah that's right yeah, yeah. him and duncan go down there <clears throat> yeah, and they're the, one of them actually lays shit out almost the way that things are happening right now mm-hmm. and he, i think it was on that same episode when he tells him like probably around the year 2018 2019 you'll see something make this jump and then uh but they go around to these independent facilities so i, I know you're saying there's like 10 of them mm-hmm. that we know of but then they're what you're saying is there's like they they go to these independent facilities where yeah. these chemists can basically just rent a space out and do whatever they want to inside of this fucking warehouse. Well, who knows? And they'll and give them other beakers too. and right. you know all the equipment and everything. And it's like they can sit there and tamper with viruses and experiment with shit. It's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then you've got that whole CRISPR thing, right? People mm-hmm. can you right. can do CRISPR. Right, so yeah, you can, all those technologies, yeah, they get more and more accessible, yeah, uh-huh. and how dangerous that they are. Yeah, right? they that's could the be. we were talking about that. Remember, you had that quote on it: the everything vast that enters the world oh, yeah. has a curse, or something yeah. like that. Because yeah. every everything with technology, you know, like maybe the gain of function, maybe they have, they obviously have good reasons or reasons. They have reasons. Yeah, reasons. Maybe good to them. Right, 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 and they have a point. But at the same time, it makes all these dangers. So mm-hmm. it's like a two-sided. Everything is like that. Right. right. Like nuclear, you know, can provide energy, clean energy. Yeah. Yet someone could make a bomb, or a Fukushima <clears throat> could happen. Right. It's like Elon with the fucking Neuralink too. The Neuralink, yeah, oh, that's yeah. a or crazy AI, one. Yeah. Google. Uh-huh. There's always the other media. side of the coin. Right. right? <laughs> And that's where that, again, that like, um, I think it was that Alan Watts quote that he was talking about, or or not a quote, but, um, you know, it was one of his uh, lessons that they were talking about with genetically altering, right? Where he's saying that there's a balance in the world that we don't understand where that balance is. And so if there's too many scientists, does that take it out of balance if there's too many of whatever yeah. Yeah. and if we don't 
know that it's really risky for us to think and that's the danger that we can change it and that's mm-hmm. where that you know like what uh, elon musk is doing with the Neuralink, and um right. you know there was that guy who left Neuralink not too long ago and was saying that there are yeah. some um, yeah. potential you know issues right yeah yeah i don't know like people are going to start getting hacked They're just going to hack oh, yeah, into your brain yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, right, and so then there's that, what, again, allegedly, I don't know if this is true or not, but when you can't find, you know, when there's information that's suppressed, then it makes you go down some of these dark avenues, right? Where they're saying that there's this, um, I guess, carbon molecule that encases the spike protein in the vaccine, and it's a superconductor, you know, allegedly, it's one of the best conductors. So, you know, and then recently, MIT put out that paper that they can it, it delivered through vaccines, inject, and I don't know if it's like, um, I read the paper, uh, but it was kind of like, I don't know if it was like a metallic dye or something, but they can like, read your, you know, like medical history through it. And you know, mm-hmm. access different types of information. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it would have to be input at some level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but and they had that back in said the day. That, yeah, I remember seeing like I think Alex Jones was like all about it for a while, like that they were going to chip our kids. And there was like some news <clears throat> shows. Like guys, that was that. Oh yeah, was it? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like two thousand. And they were like, you, it'll stop your your kids from being kidnapped. And again, yeah. it's like a valid, like yeah. that makes some sense. Right? right. And I mean, it's like a, the scary consequences or whatever. Now it's in animals. You can put it in your dogs, right? Yeah. Have you ever like, have they ever mentioned that? They're doing that? it with kids too. Like parents have the option to. You think? Yeah. Isn't there no, an episode no, like similar legit. to that yeah. in yeah. Black Mirror? Probably. There? Yeah, there's uh, an episode similar to that. But it, isn't tracking. that like... Mm. I just turned off all my tracking on my phone this yeah. morning. And I watched some YouTube video about <laughs> it. And like how much battery usage all these like yeah. privacy things use. Uh-huh. You know? Like a lot of the apps just have it. And you don't have the GPS running when you're not even using it. And you can see it pop up. So yeah. you have to like turn that off. Yeah. Or yeah. There's if like you a ton. need it, yeah. you know, only while you use it. Yeah. Which is also... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of like backdoor things, you know, uh, you could turn off if they can use your ads, you could turn off like even, you know, it asks you uh, allow while I'm using this app, it still has all these other apps that it's using when you're not using it. It's like you have to yeah. go in and then double click something else, right? There's so, well, there was like a ton of them. Using that, the opt out, you have to opt you out, have to opt otherwise out. Yeah. it's yeah. on because they're yeah. just using people's laziness in that regard. Right. Because people yeah. don't want to read, don't want to go I'm not going to read that whole fucking and so, agreement. And if they right. have to, then they, they will never <laughs> That's opt why in. it's so long, right? Well, it's and it's totally so small purpose. too. Right. Right. Like imagine yeah. having that for opting in, you're never yeah. going to opt in at that right. rate. So you're yeah. just going to have it where it's right. already opted. Yeah. And then, and then you got to read that long ass thing to opt out. You're like, right. fuck this. Let me just opt <laughs> out. There was a yeah. point where Apple hid in the user agreement. I think it was in like the second to last paragraph. It, it was like a couple thousand dollars if you basically read through the whole thing and you mm. read that point. It was like if it, it literally just said, come to us and you'll get your prize oh, money. Okay, because nobody would yeah, read some it. Some dude That's actually funny. read yeah. the whole thing and he fucking <laughs> claimed the money and then. <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. That probably like eight years ago or something. They're like the first 10,000 people who do this and like one person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. 
I heard it. I mean, that's a study in itself. Yeah, for it's sure. For them do to people? Get feedback on. Yeah, yeah. Right. Does anybody read this? And they're, they're like, like, no. So awesome. Yeah. Well, Let's do? put a bunch. Of, it's <laughs> like so many it's like this fucking infrastructure bill, right? That they're trying to pass. It's oh, like yeah, twenty nine hundred pages. That's like five reams of fucking, you know, a ream of paper. English. Yeah. Oh, not at all. But right? who's going to yeah. read that shit? Right. I mean, that's so fucking bogus. Is it bogus. just their assistants? Like, all the senators, do they even read it? No. Not I don't them. think anybody like reads it, no honestly. <laughs> I think they probably read the section that they have an There's interest in. like a summary in. or a paragraph yeah. at the top, like a study or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how they've been using that stuff. Like, you hear about it a little bit. That's when politics honestly gets a little boring to me. Because then it's like, oh, well, they instituted this law back in the day, so then they could slip this thing in. They say it's infrastructure, but really it's this other thing, and they slip this thing in there and that thing in there, and they mm -hmm. call it something. Right. Chain of loopholes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It is like that, huh? Yeah. It's yeah. Just and that's weird. when I, like, I just I start to completely distrust yeah. the whole thing when, right. I, when I see all that the stuff. The whole thing it's is like, fucking, yeah. I mean... And the way they talk. Republicans are just as bad as Democrats mm -hmm. normally. Now Democrats have taken it to a new level, right? But up until recently, they're mm -hmm. the same fucking animal. You, mm -hmm. you know what and I'm saying? And there's a few in there. Like, there's a few. I, I more and more uh, like the idea that I need to listen to someone talk uh -huh. to know anything about them. Right. I agree. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like I can tell. Mm -hmm. You know, I know. I feel like I can tell who's smart and knows what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And you know, like uh, uh, Dan Crenshaw, mm -hmm. right? Um, the calm Tulsi, ones, Tulsi Gabbard, mm -hmm. Andrew Yang, right? Like, it's interesting too, though, that they're Rand also Paul. like they're kind of like celebrity esque. Mm -hmm. These are the three I mentioned before. Like yeah. Dan Crenshaw has a podcast. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they like they're good at talking to people, like having an audience, carrying an audience. Yeah, an alternate media kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, I, but them, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, even Bernie Sanders makes mm -hmm. some sense to me. I listen to him talk. I'm like, he at least makes sense. He doesn't mm -hmm. seem as fake. Like mm -hmm. Biden seems like a robot. I, I oh, get yeah. like, I get uh, uncanny valley vibes. Mm -hmm. You know what that is? Like when a when a robot like is mm -hmm. a square box, you, it doesn't matter. But when it kind of looks like a human, but it's a little off, it looks yeah. pretty human. It, mm -hmm. it gives you this like disgust. Like uh, thing, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of those politicians are like that. I guess you're a fucking yeah, robot. I would say most of them. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And they're narcissists. They're mm -hmm. sociopathic narcissists. And maybe sometimes that's like a good thing. Mm -hmm. Like they can get things done. They can get people to listen to them. They can have confidence in their beliefs. So maybe there's some good thing about it. But it's also a scary thought. Did you ever watch The Devil's Double? Uh. -uh. Oh, that's with, uh, is that about Saddam's yeah. son? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's one of the, I mean, ever since I saw that, yeah. and then I went and listened to the audiobook after, but ever since that, I've, I've not trusted anything that I see anymore. Cause, Why? Well, in the, the movie's about, um, it follows Saddam's son quite Uday, a bit. But right? It, it's Isn't about, it Uday he's Hussein? The, he's yeah, the yeah. fucking torturer, like insane sociopathic one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But he, like Saddam had a... a public double so if he was going into a town square to speak and they thought he might be assassinated they would put his double up saddam had a double himself. Yeah, yeah okay yeah. but it, it wow. they i think in the movie it might have been in the book maybe where they mentioned that 
they have reason to believe that all political people have a double. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah. there was a lady, I don't know if it was on Rogan or a different podcast I was listening to. But that would she, be a great movie. They were like, talking about her as the makeup artist for mm-hmm. some of these, um, for CIA agents when they need uh, to yeah. go into cover and shit. Okay. And apparently she did her own makeup one time as George Bush Sr. And she introduced herself to him and he couldn't tell the fucking difference. Like, he was freaking the fuck out because he was like, how do you look so much like me? Mm. And she, yeah. Maybe you told me that. Because I heard that recently. I don't know, yeah. 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 That would be a great movie, though, if they they were all doubles. They were all like, you know... You don't know what's real? Uh Then you start to question, God damn, am I real? Well, then one one of the doubles, like, takes over. Maybe I'm the double. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there you go. That's the end of the movie. Is you're the double or the guy, the main guy's the double. (laughs) Yeah, that would be like the... What was... That was the Manchurian Candidate or something? Uh Yeah. Where... Denzel, that one? Yeah. It was like a remake, right? But that one was good. The thing with Saddam, though, was they found a guy that looked somewhat like him, and they did reconstructive surgery to make his face actually okay. uh, and then it was just some touch-ups after that you know to like wow. put the finishing touches on uh, him. but yeah and i think at one point or another i think the double was i'm good was assassinated and they just like swept it under the rug and okay uh-huh. yeah i believe it wow that's pretty crazy it would suck a to be double. the double in some regards <laughs> right oh, for sure you yeah. know, your purpose is to possibly die yeah but I wonder how come there hasn't been a double, and maybe there has been, who's been like, you know what? I'm going to kill the original, exactly. and I'm going to fucking take yeah, this exactly. shit over. I'm the right. double. Yeah. They're not going to know the difference. Right. That's, that's also the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the <laughs> yeah. There's, that's a That's a Simpsons episode, which I think is off of an old like horror movie. Right. And his twin lives in the attic, and he like they oh, like, yeah. feed him like, fish heads <laughs> or whatever. And it turns out in the end that he is the double. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, okay, so this is what right. I don't understand. The, like... When you look at, like, Hitler or you look at these super crazy fucking people, Saddam, and they had people that were close to them, right? And they know how, like, fucked up they are, but how a lot of these things work in power grab vacuums. Like, you would think that a lot of them would just be like, you know what? Fuck you. You treat me like shit. I'm going to just fucking kill you. And swoop in and Mm kind of take over or at least be like I'm going to do that and I got you know 100 million stashed in some fucking bank in Switzerland or whatever and then you flee right right? I think maybe like my first thought was it's like um, there was like some studies on like rats Mm -hmm. right and they like they would let them fight that's that's the one they would let them fight and then if one rat's bigger than the other rat if if that rat always wins Mm -hmm. then they the other rat never wants to fight right right and so they don't get to play it's like their play whatever Mm -hmm. behavior but if the big rat lets the other rat win 30 percent of the time then they'll always play together right and then there was some other studies with like baboons maybe where like or chimps and if a, a leader chimp was like uh, ruthless or whatever and like unfair, the, then a gang of smaller males would kick his ass yeah. and kill him and take right. or whatever take take over the. Yeah, but so if the, he was a pretty decent uh, ruler, right, right, right. Then I think and, and they were saying if he groomed the others yeah. a certain amount and like there was like some things that some interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would think you know, and then you hear about like cartel people that they're actually quite honorable. Mm-hmm. 
in the way I mean they may have horrible things that they do but like like uh, gangsters you know Italian gangsters same mm-hmm. thing right like if you do them while well, they do they look after your family and shit or whatever you know code of conduct <laughs> right yeah no. they have like a code so I would think that even Saddam had a code maybe someone like his son doesn't like maybe there's you know that's like the Joffrey thing right mm-hmm. again I'm just watching Game, Game of Thrones or whatever um, and there's always like a guy who that's just too far Mm-hmm. Right, he's he has a lust. He's like a bloodlust or whatever. Right, but you know, I would think a lot of them. But, like, but otherwise, that's what they you think, though, because kill like, him, right? they would. You look at all of those guys, at least from the um, portrayal of them. Obviously, because I've never met a ruthless dictator. <laughs> so I can only trust right. the portrayal of them. But like Hitler, for instance, right? He's always fucking shouting. There's right. like spit coming out. So know, if you're yeah, his yeah. right hand man, it's like, was he calm? You know what I'm saying? After is he like when he gets back, right. he's like, hey man, you know, right. was fucking. Bill Burr has or is he like yelling at you? Yeah. yeah, does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he's like at the Olympics. He's like, what would the ride be like after yeah. that Olympics when uh, somebody loses? Right? Uh, the black guy like outraces everybody who was that yeah. remember the first black uh, oh, track athlete or whatever and it was like he beat all the Germans uh-huh. and the ride back in the car uh, Hitler would be all quiet and like <laughs> bummed maybe out maybe we're like, not the best race after all <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah you're right cause he but was, if he yelled at you all the time like that yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. you'd want to shoot him right mm-hmm. I mean right uh-huh. you'd be like alright well fuck this guy man he's uh-huh. obviously you know right it's going to treat me like this over a period of time, mm. you would think that mm. you'd be like Saddam Hussein. You'd look at Saddam Hussein, you'd be like, he kills everybody else. Why isn't he going to fucking kill me? Mm. Mm. Right? Well, that's got to be part of it, too. It's not just like fair, like honorable conduct. I mean, it's also Kim like Jong-un, fear. right? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know Kim Jong-un, uh. like he's probably, or one of the Kims, at least, through their time, killed the top guy or one of the top guys or one of the inner circle people. Maybe and so the first one did, huh? To like take the... I'm, I'm sure they all did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From what I've read, you right, know, right, that right. they've all been a little, mm-hmm. you know, aggressive at times. But I guess, you know, I mean, where, where do you get tester, that? He's kind of a right? Oh, yeah. What's that? Somebody that a water tester. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but think of, so like... He has diabetes. Think of if you fuck up in any way shape or form that makes them look bad you're fucking mm-hmm. you're done mm-hmm. like there was a guy who um that yanmi park was talking about mm-hmm. who um one of her friends her dad was a very powerful like um scientist and was tasked with um you know uh, agricultural production mm-hmm. and so one year they were fucking it was just a shit year right Mm -hmm. droughts or whatever Mm -hmm. and she was saying that the family was sent to concentration camps and that the scientist guy like disappeared Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so he's killed and then the family that was a status is now all sent to you know labor camps and spread out and so now they're knocked down to the lowest you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like class. Eight, eight, eight uh, generations of, yeah, of just, dishonor or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you uh, know that's pending, mm-hmm. right? And what if you got fucking, like, I mean, can the fear go that far down the chain? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where then, because you know that it's probably not you who's going to fuck up. It's probably going to be your underlings 
who are going to fuck up, right? And then it's probably not even going to be them. It's probably going to be their fucking people. But yeah, you still got to take responsibility down, right? for that shit. And you're mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like that would almost be a sucky-ass job to be on upper management. And you're mm-hmm. like, fuck, one of us is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how much it really does sound like Game of Thrones shit when you talk about the Kims and... You know, the high up in politics and who they take out and honorable ones and sociopathic ones. Right. And, and how really they position like the themselves thing. to look yeah. like virtuous. And it is like a game of power and yeah. it's a theater thing, you know, yeah. especially nowadays with like AOC on Instagram and stuff like that. It's like a whole theater <laughs> thing. You it's know? so funny, like just how people are, though, with AOC, for instance, because she's got a product line that she makes allegedly quite a bit of money from is that right yeah so she's got clothes or what i guess or fucking whatever okay Uh um merch line Mm -hmm. so she makes like 170 a year as a congress person i think that that's like the Mm -hmm. you know pay and then she's got a merchandise line that allegedly she makes quite a bit of money at but she touts herself as a socialist and she knows that she's just playing the game, right? Otherwise, you would do socialist things with that money. Mm-hmm. You would spread out that wealth mm-hmm. if you believed in those things. Mm-hmm. And But it's funny how people believe that stuff, mm-hmm. right? That she's going to give up power. I mean, she was even saying, because somebody asked her about that gala, and she's like, well, I've got to hang out with these kind of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, so That's she's become a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And I think it's ironic that people think that people will give up the celebrity now, give up the power mm-hmm. to spread it amongst mm-hmm. the yeah. people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's I, fucking I, ridiculous to I, me. Uh, I actually listened to like a, a, do you know that, you ever watch that guy on YouTube? It's like something, Bet David, I forget his first name. He's like Patrick, Patrick Bet David. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've seen him. He's like an Iranian guy, right? Maybe or I Armenian, have. Maybe like I that. have. Um, and he was debating like a, a communist, you mm-hmm. could say, you know, he's like a professor mm-hmm. and was like, he had written some like pro-Lenin tweets that made him famous or whatever. And uh, so, you know, the thing, you know, because honestly, with the people I listen to, I put it that way, I do hear the, the, uh, it, all of it was atrocities, um, all the socialism, capitalism, Russia, China, right? Um, yet I rarely do hear like a coherent, like pro, like communist argument, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, um, and it, and it also reminds me like now that, like I, I have a danger of like distrusting everybody now. I feel mm-hmm. like like because of the last couple of years and watching media throw narratives around and have obvious contradictions and and almost outright lies and right and I and I can't I don't trust the politicians because they're robots and I don't trust you know and so then you know I was listening to this guy talk about com- he was talking about Lenin mm-hmm. and he's like well you know America sent reporters over there that you know they know you know it's about like Czechoslovakia and how they, he like starved all these people in Czechoslovakia but the reporter that was sent didn't even go there and there was just like a made a narrative and then that narrative got shared around mm-hmm. and it's like that's true shit like that does sure. happen mm-hmm. you know like who you know again game of thrones shit you know um so so I don't know I had I had that thought about it mm-hmm. you know it's like but I but when I listened to him as I was saying before like I still 
I was like, oh, there's that thing that doesn't make sense. Or I wouldn't find this guy that interesting, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that thing I was saying before, you can tell, like, you listen to the senators. Like, I feel like I can tell. I don't know, though. Am I just looking for my own belief system in someone else? I am so. I just looking for someone that confirms what, what I think? What I know? think that you're looking for <laughs> on that uh-huh. is just like that um, beacon of light that, oh, this isn't so bad. It's not what everybody's... I'm not, claiming yeah, yeah, it yeah. to be right. Because we don't want to. What is it? I, I need to. I don't have the steel man argument mm-hmm. for it. I don't. I. I. Every time I try to make it in my head, I tear it down too easily. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the problem with it. It's too easily torn down. But <laughs> I also hear people like Bro Weinstein say that, and, and other people mm-hmm. that it's like an intellect's um, ideology. You could say. Yeah. Um, so it has like coherency to it. Right? Sure. And it just doesn't have. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have like practicality to it, mm-hmm. but it does to people like Sam Harris, mm-hmm. but it doesn't to people like Jordan Peterson. And there's a reason I believe is that when you try to be too intellectual, there's a, there's a class of people to be too intellectual with, but most everybody else isn't that it's just like, there's a class of people to be athletic with and a class of people to be whatever with. And you can't, think that because on an intellectual level you get why um, cohesiveness would be such a valued you know trait why it's like we can all get along and we can all live in you know like harmony and peace and we can all be on a level that is sustainable for everyone and it's like no the world wasn't made like that mm-hmm. so you're intellectually so, so, trying to make yourself so, god in yes the the manner yes. of how things work and mm-hmm. when you listen to sam harris he's too calm it's like sam i get it being calm is fucking great but you can't appeal to most people because most people aren't calm mm-hmm. so jordan peterson is not fucking calm but he's not mm-hmm. out of it so you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah, yeah. he's mm-hmm. he's measured mm-hmm. but he's got range and that's what appeals to people and that's what people are however i do think in a lot of regards, we're moving into this more robotic mode of thinking. And I think that's where you're seeing this pull apart, this separation. Can I, can I, um, like, so um, in what you said, like, uh, that they, they th- you think you're God, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really thinking that's what's going on all the time. Like, when, when you put reason above everything, mm-hmm. you think that you can reason your way to the best world or whatever Mm -hmm. and that so what i'm looking for also is like maybe these are values right when what happens is when i go into try to understand communism i bet one of my values just inherently comes to to blows with some of the ideas Mm -hmm. and it's that value Mm -hmm. it's that that for one that you can make the world in your image essentially Mm -hmm. which might be like technically like satanic or something like that you know he, he was the one that was like oh you you know humans are higher than me yeah. you know he's like i'm an angel or whatever mm-hmm. and so that but was I'm like a the fucking, fall, but, but i'm an idiot yeah. if i made the world in my image <laughs> exactly what i'm saying exactly people and would it's, hate it's arrogance but that's they the thing they would fucking <laughs> hate it they would <laughs> yes we would all hate every world that was <laughs> yeah. in any of our image yeah. honestly and that's the point right because it's like it's a low thing we're we're fucking humble you know right and what we think uh, is right is, why is should what right. i think yeah, yeah, yeah. be right because mm-hmm. again if if it was what is right in, mm-hmm. in Eric's world, we'd all be fucking smoking up, riding mountain bikes right now up on the mountain. <laughs> and then we'd come back and we'd smoke up and we'd all be rolling. 
I mean, that would be mm-hmm. Eric's world. Everybody right. would have to be. And then fucked. there'd be no farmers. And they like, would fuck. all die. No, right. we got to work hard in between. I love working hard in between. Okay, in between, but I'm yeah. saying, like, in between, yeah. those are things. Powder day, mm-hmm. fucking Eric's world. Shit ain't getting done because we're going to be up on the fucking hill. <laughs> right. But then it would yeah. be like, well, really not. There's only going to be certain people up on the hill because if everybody's up on the hill they're going to track that shit out mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah, yeah. and so that's where that whole so, like equality starts to separate because it's like well yeah eric wants that but if all of you motherfuckers are riding the mountain bike trails then fucking it's crowded i don't want that mm-hmm. actually i just mm-hmm. want a few people that's mm-hmm. that idea of socialism it sounds great together but then it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, i don't want to fucking run that with you guys <laughs> it's too much shit yeah. and shit isn't getting done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We might need you guys to get shit done. We're going to hold down the fort going mountain biking, right? I'm going to go mountain biking. You guys get this shit done. So you see, right, because you like the aspect that you can make your own decisions about mm-hmm. things and, right. and do what you want. Um, so the other value I'm seeing that it battles against is, the, is, is just the idea that you could make the world better. Mm-hmm. I think that's another like, thing that is like on the left side of thinking. Is that is that progressivism? It's progressivism that yeah. it could be better. Just that thought alone, like let alone everything that comes after that. So it's and so those two, you know, that's what really makes it hard for me to steel man that side of things. It's this like, is what can I can you make a utopia and 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 then that you think you're God if you, you know, can. Design but we got to define what utopia is, right? Yeah. Because. I think you can make things better, but I don't think it's done in telling people what makes things better. It's teaching people skills, right? So in, in my belief, this is my belief, if everybody was a little bit fucking tougher, if they were fucking, if they had, you know, we've been talking about some words to throw around, um, but that savagery in them, if they had that fucking in them, the world would be little bit fucking better it would it absolutely positively 100 percent would there's nothing that would be a downside would there be more conflict maybe or maybe would but i I bet there wouldn't be as much suffering because here's the facts i mean think about this if you guys have some ability to fight right we, we just take it into the mat like um nick the other day was a good fucking deal because i was pissed at him for um you know what he's doing in the regards of it's it doesn't make a lot of sense and that's a you know there's a lot of reasons why that crosses now i support him 100 percent, but i'm gonna make it known yeah dude this you got to think of things in different manners not just in the immediate sense of things right and so when we're throwing then nick's a way better boxer than i am but i'll stand in that fucking pocket with him and hit him hard and it brings out more aggression, but he's not by any means going to make me suffer. You, you know what I'm saying? He might beat me. He might beat me down a little bit. He might get some better shots in, but I'm in that fight. I'm hitting him hard. He knows that he can't do crazy shit because I'll catch him. But I got to say in that fight, right? And when you teach people how to be tougher, suffering isn't as likely because then at least you start to eliminate that victim you know that victimization mm-hmm. again that doesn't mean that there's going to be fairness that doesn't mean that there's going to be equality and that doesn't mean that you're not going to get your ass fucking kicked no. but again you just don't suffer no. in a manner in which you would 
by how about, not. How about, so I think those things, mm. and that could be just that could be just teaching people to be literate, right? Mm. Teaching them to be literate that makes the world a little bit better, you know, type of deal. the The problem is what I think a lot of these intellectuals is they want to tell people essentially what is going to make the world better, like what they do or how they believe. Mm-hmm. Is going to make well. So here's better. here's the problem then. So, um, so maybe we can't like think our way to things. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like one aspect. And then this other thing, what I'm hearing again is like maybe something like toughness. Mm-hmm. Or to me, the opposite of thinking that the world could be better, the opposite of that is like realizing that it's like composed of suffering. Mm-hmm. I, I could even put it that way. Yeah. Like it's like a Buddhist, what's that first noble truth? Life is suffering. It's essentially suffering. And and that like redemption is like through suffering. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, I've talked about this before. You need uh, Darth Vader to become Jedi. You right. need Sauron, you know, for whatever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You need the bad to like make you, make a person a- actively become what they could become. Right. So I see that as like the opposite side of that. So, but something like toughness is is a value, right? You could call it. it like, it's a skill as well, right? Sure, it would be but, a value uh-huh. because you've got to, you've got. I'm trying to, to differentiate put, it from uh-huh. like a logical idea. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like I just it's just been something I've been thinking about mm-hmm. is again those like presuppositions that all of everything else is based on. So like communism has these like, and those are the values that I'm like my values are coming against it, and like mm-hmm. it makes it hard for me to understand it, um, and, and so. But so this idea I found interesting, like that one thing that's outside of science is values, mm-hmm. right? So I heard this guy say, um, science can tell you that smoking's unhealthy, but it can't tell you that it's not worse than the somatic or the the pleasure you get from smoking. Mm-hmm. It can't tell you what's better, right? It can just tell you one's healthier or one's healthy, one's not. One does this to your lungs over this. That was the time. old science. The new science. Hmm. <laughs> is doing that. That's the problem. The new science is telling you. Because it's not science that's doing it, though. It's the ideology. It's you, the ideology and, and, and behind it's like, it. And, and then it's, you it's, change it's, the meaning of things. It's and now veiling it it's as science. Science, yeah. Right. Follow the science. Mm-hmm. And that's where follow the science doesn't work because, again, that's like a values thing. Like values tell you which way to go, how to design society, what's best, mm-hmm. you know, which direction to go. Those are like value things. So, mm-hmm. so, so that's something I've been thinking about. Like that that's a difference, too. You got like logical ideas about how the world could be. But then, like, there's these things, values um, that that are outside of that somehow. They seem, you know, they're like before logic. It's like you have this thing first, and then your ideas come like after that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, like what we were talking about a few episodes ago right? mm-hmm. about the spirit of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, th- I think a hundred percent. People are detaching from that. They're trying to be too. Mm-hmm. Too logical, too scientific, too, mm-hmm. you know. But they're um, like inherently attaching ideologies and almost religious mindsets to science itself now. Right, turning it into yeah, a religion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is, well, if you will. We it is. all need a religion of sorts, and so we fill it with. Right, you know, I agree, and that yeah. so that is it's like my. You have opinion. that structure. You just have to fill it with something. That's exactly. the atheist God religion. Yeah, yeah, it's science. Yeah, and yeah. that's materialism, and that's modern modernity, or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like a program. It's like the Matrix, mm-hmm. and we're in that too. Even though we like, 
can like intuit that the matrix exists or whatever mm -hmm. or like you know fucking the <laughs> morpheus is out there or whatever you know because <laughs> we don't because we, we're so materialists i am for sure mm -hmm. i assume other people are i don't mean to label you guys mm -hmm. i just think everybody can't avoid it just because we're alive nowadays mm -hmm. we don't even know what spiritual means anymore it's this like it's you know See, what i mean I what belief means you think i think I think they can coexist. I think that I think they can they're, too. I think it's valuable. I mean, again, this is so. I'm mountain biking the other day up this um, ride, Front Range, Mount Falcon, and it's a fucking grind. So I did that, and uh, I think the backside is called Parmalee Gulch, and then there's this place where I go to and just chill out. It's like this meditation rock area. And after doing a hard ride, I mean, I'll smoke up and I'm on this fucking ride, just pushing it, grinding it out, get to this place and you're fucking connected. You know, it's just for a few moments, even you're, you're connected, you're, you get in touch with those things. So I believe you have to actively seek it. I think the problem is that when people, um, when they get too rational, they lose those things. We lose the wonderment of daydreaming. We fill it. We don't even daydream anymore. People fill it with the fucking screen. Like, mm -hmm. um, do you guys ever see that Seinfeld episode with um, that one dude, that crazy dude that Elaine was uh, dating? What the fuck was his name? The mechanic guy? Yeah, no, Putty. No, no, he, Putty, right? Oh, no, that's a different one. Okay. okay. That's cool, though, yeah. I think it, it was Putty, the guy yeah. who, like, would... Uh, do the hockey face, right? And, uh -huh. But anyway, so he's uh, there on an airplane, and this is, she breaks up with him because she can't handle this, and um, she's got to be doing something, and he's just sitting there like this. And she's All right, like, you bring a book or anything? Yeah, she's or? like, don't you want something to read? He's like, uh, -uh. and he's just, you know, but people don't yeah. do that. They've got to be doing guy. something. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And we lose those. <laughs> but, but that was also because that guy was also the, the like dumb, sure. good-looking, masculine mm -hmm. type. Yeah. And so his brain's not on even. And but that's what a lot like of people think, though. That, thing, but that's right? what I'm saying. It's, uh -huh. it's funny, ironic, because that's what, that's what people say, though, man, is your brain's yeah, not what on. Is, what and is it's having like, your brain on? Right. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's like there's a time when you don't necessarily want to be consciously like – Mm. on that brain you want it to drift but have that connection and mm. again this goes back to people dissing like traditional martial arts you know that focus on like the qigong styles or um, tai chi styles or things that are energy gathering exercises you know yeah the fucking death touch masters don't really exist but the harnessing of energy doesn't necessarily need to be to project it it could be to maintain but don't you think it, you that know? like because of you know just what happened over the past hundreds of years mm -hmm. that the martial arts have slowly that like maybe back in the day i don't know how much of an ideal this is mm -hmm. but maybe back in the day with like the tradition you know what i'm saying that one of those schools would have had it would give you direct pathways like right now this is how i feel mm -hmm. just say that I feel the same, like there's things I can do that get me to higher planes, mm -hmm. right? And um, those get me out of my head and that gets me more close to, to spiritual matters, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but sometimes I wonder that 
I'm also feel like I'm wandering around, right? Mm-hmm. In in regards to that stuff. And if there was like some some like martial arts tradition, I would I would imagine would have had it some structure mm-hmm. to also help. I think there's way more to this spiritual stuff that we don't even realize. Yeah. There's like way more. Like, yes, those things exist and that gets us close mm-hmm. to, you know, those things. But there's like so much more. But already believing that there is one is just too far for some people. Yeah, and so we don't even don't know what even... that means to say like I believe in it. We, mm-hmm. we don't even know. I guess because we but, think. But, but that's the mm-hmm. progression of age because here's the thing, right? So... When I see 30-year-olds, right, acting like I do at 50, I'm, I'm like, that's a douchey fucking 30-year-old. You think you've got so much knowledge and you're so fucking wise. I'm talking in martial arts, right? I'm like, you don't. You don't have fucking life experience behind you. You don't have these types of things, but you act like you fucking know so much. You're, you're douchey. But I was that guy. We've all been that guy. Yeah. And those are the age things. So the too wise guy, the, the guy that wants to be too connected too soon, I'm not saying that they don't exist, but the majority of them, you're, you're wanting something too fast. You're trying to skip mm-hmm. step you know, so this is how, B and C yeah. before you get to D, right? And that's the whole thing of, of being primal. When you're in your fucking 30s, you should be a fucking savage. You... You should be that. You should be in your in your twenties and the thirties. Should be a fucking maniac in your thirties. You should be pulling it yeah, together. Does, does, yeah, you know what a I'm lot saying. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and then you start to develop like paths and directions. I mean, how many twenty two year olds did you think were douchey as fuck? And maybe that was great for them. Maybe they're in life and they're rolling, but that had everything fucking plotted out and knew what they were gonna do and were just set. I mean, you didn't even want to hang out with those people because they were, they were different. It, it's like mm-hmm. not good yeah. or bad. It's just like you're a douchebag for this age. You're fucking right on for the next stage. Right. And so I think as we go so, on, though, yeah. mm-hmm. we become more like spiritual. We become wiser. We become you know more fulfilled in that manner, and you can experience it more mm-hmm. than trying to find it so early because again this goes back to that idea of the person who reaches enlightenment through the monastery right Mm -hmm. or the person who becomes a fucking warrior shitbag you know degenerate drunk uh fucking whatever and then navigates his way back on i mean so i would look at it like this mm -hmm. like so what i'm saying about like a tradition right that could give us avenues for that you know that i feel like we live in in materialism and that there's so much more to spirituality than we we can even like grasp Mm -hmm. are things like in india they have like a a life stages thing yeah for instance and they're Mm -hmm. like when you're young that's study Mm -hmm. that's learn about the world you know i think there's even like a lower childhood age but then up till 25 it's something like that and then after that it's like ambition make things happen mm-hmm. uh become competent have a family be right. a provider and protect people and things like that and then uh there's another one i forget what the like um late like you know like late 30s 40s 50s mm-hmm. i forget what that one is like and then the later one spirituality and what they would literally do is they would like leave everything mm-hmm. and then they would i mean in india they would like uh they would go on a 
a trek to like each mm-hmm. family has like their own temple somewhere. Yep. And so they were, and sometimes it's really far and sometimes they would die on the way there or back or whatever. And they do all kinds of asceticisms mm-hmm. on the way. Um, and so the, so, so what I'm saying with like a tradition is mm-hmm. not only do they give you like paths and like codes mm-hmm. for like to live a good spiritual life, but it also gives you all those things to live just a good life in your early thirties, like how to be in the right place in, in the mm-hmm. right you know, mindset for your age yeah. to be, right? To be like well, right. harmonized what, with what's going on. And that's kind of what answers what you were saying. Then there's got to be more to spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I think there is. I think it's, again, though, it's going to be revealed in stages. The seekers of it, I think, oftentimes get lost, you know, but the ones who avoid it or don't want it to exist aren't going to find it anyway. But I think things need to be revealed. I mean, jujitsu. I was telling the class this the other day. It it's gonna come, right? Mm-hmm. The more you want it, you're gonna be tunneled. Now you might guess right, but with all the other options, probably not. Mm-hmm. And so when you become so tunneled, you're not gonna see things. So you've gotta find that place where it can reveal itself, right? And when it reveals itself, you can recognize it. But you can't also be oblivious. If you're oblivious, doesn't happen anyway. Mm. You know, so you got to find that balance. And I like the the, the more that you can direct it. So I call it like corralling. You guys will hear me say that. Corral them into this area. You don't mm. want to force them into a specific. But if I can, you know, if if I can corral you or gather you into a side, right? Then I know approximately where you're going to be moving Hmm. right and so if i have my weight applied to you in certain manners i know how you're going to get there and so if that narrows it down from eight choices to three choices i'm pretty fucking solid right then if i maneuver myself so that okay now you can only use this arm going in that direction i can be pretty precise of where you're going to be and get there and if i cast a little bit wider of a net I'm going to be able to typically take advantage of that, of swaying you in that direction. And so the more that we can put things in those directions, then it's going to reveal itself in manners in which we're going to be able to recognize it quicker. And so that way, this proverbial, you know, 10 or 15 year rank to get to black belt could be done potentially in nine, right? And then as you get people who are better at presenting material and creating those environments, maybe you can even bring it down to, you know, eight. You know what I'm saying? You can make things happen a little bit quicker, but you don't want it to happen too quick because a four-year jujitsu black belt should come once in a fucking very rare time. Otherwise, they'd be all of these douchey fucking black belts who are in their mid-20s, right, early 20s, and they're too young to really understand then what that really even carries, right? Because that carries. It wouldn't carry anything, right? If there was a bunch of them, right? If, a bunch of young ones, especially, especially right? It's like so, currency. What's that? Currency. Yeah, exactly. You overinflate it. Exactly. Exactly. Overinflate. <laughs> 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 yeah. So. Yeah, to me, it sounds again like some value stuff, like. Like, I would still say, even though it w- it's not, you know, like, I, I like your point about, I especially like the revealed aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, 
that's such a dope word what that means but um that it's not good when you're young to like focus on those things and I was that like person that tri- I tried to, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think it, some is and good. And there was moments, I can think of specific moments that I was douchey about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was, <laughs> thought I knew something. I was so douchey, yeah. man. I was the guy who fucking <laughs> knew all the Bruce Lee quotes. I had, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, like every note in class, man. I, I've got literally yeah. notebooks have, of yeah, notes yeah. from martial arts. And yep. after class, I'd be writing shit down and I'd have... You know, so I'd be saying the Japanese words and I had the posture mm, and, right. you know, the os, you know, like <laughs> yeah, the voice every, everybody says os now, but it, it, oh, it's okay. like os, it comes uh, from here. And uh, it means to carry on with mm. like conviction and, you know, like, yes, I'm going to get it done. Mm-hmm. And so what do you start to do? An instructor like asks you essentially, do you understand? And you're like, os, you, mm. you start to, you, you know what I'm saying? You mm. want to be this fucking Japanese you know, samurai you're guy, a, uh, right? You're playing a and role, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that's not even what it means. It doesn't mean yes, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it's got right. a way deeper meaning. And so then yeah. we used to do things um, like sitting in seiza. Seiza is a meditation position, and all of this stuff is great, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're this, you know, 25 year old, just fucking trying to be, you know, super postured and use that deep you know, Japanese, and we would clap when you'd start meditation and be like, mokso, and then you'd clap again, mokso yame, and you'd try to like Mm -hmm. fucking command attention, Mm -hmm. right? Command respect. Hmm. And it's like, man, respect is earned, but you don't learn that stuff. There's a funny thing about that in like the yoga scene or Uh the burner scene where people are like projecting their spiritual ascension all the time yeah, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right. they're like they're looking like look how look how enlightened i am yeah right <laughs> but, and, but that's yeah. what's happened with wokeism i mean again there's some decent ideas there's some things that it's like yeah okay but you're too fucking young to even understand what that means you don't even mm-hmm. understand the context it i mean but critical race to, theory yeah. creates racism yeah but most of these people are too fucking young to understand because they only see it from this angle. Because they don't get to see it programmed, you. you know. Right. That, that's why. Right. And yeah. they look at it from, oh, well, it'll be, it's not as racist to segregate people and they'll be happier <laughs> together. Have you guys also, heard that crazy shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. Well, they, yeah, they segregate people in well, the Well, I mean, with all the schools. cultural appropriation, it's bound to be where it's just, you know sections yeah mm. the white section you gotta walk right. through the, the yeah. halls and it's yeah. the fucking hispanic section <laughs> but fuck the hispanic lockers fuck. <laughs> these guys are right. got all these little fucking bandanas <laughs> <out of> their <laughs> heads really low i don't have to fucking, i don't want to walk shit, through that area whatever yeah. shit coming out of their pockets right. you know, walk that hallway, yeah. <laughs> i have to walk through the black section <laughs> So, but I, what I think is happening though with like the woke stuff, again, like with the lack of tradition, is what happens is it preys on like young people have a natural, they want to point towards something good. Mm-hmm. They want to do something good. They have compassion. They want to, you know, I even heard that, um, um, is it Paget? No, um, Piaget mm-hmm. had, uh, he thought there was even like a, an age, a developmental age that was called the messianic mm-hmm. age. Like, and that was like 17 to 25 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's when all these people want to change the world and help yeah. everybody. And so there is this thing that's like kids have. 
But, yeah, but it's a it's a fraudulent, you know, the ascension to something because. Again, you've got a, maybe, to, maybe it's only fraudulent though because our tradition is so broken. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like well, that's why. I think and then because that's why have gotten easy because and, it's comfortable. If it's mm-hmm. comfortable, then you can put yourselves in these higher places that you haven't earned. These people haven't earned a lot of these people. They haven't earned that. They haven't earned those rights. They haven't grown up first. They haven't spent time in themselves right. be but yourself the, for a while right. earn a voice mm-hmm. don't just fucking have a voice earn it but people believe in just having rights correct because it's easier earning, though right? it's easier than earning your rights it's easier than putting in the time it's easier than putting in the work it's easier than putting in the effort i mean just think about a young kid right now okay and for most kids most kids obviously nobody at this table but it was you go to school, you go to high school, right? You get good grades, graduate, and you go to college, right? And you get a good job from college. That's programmed in, right? That's like this thing that has been designed. The, the carrot. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh-huh. It's almost like a uh, mantra. Like as you grow up, that's just. Right. People so, it over but it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. in my opinion, it's the brave ones, though, who step out of that mold and say, well, I'm going to actually be me for a minute. I got to explore me. I got to learn about me because me might not like that or me might like that. But I want to go in this direction rather than, you know, because I know something about math. I'll go into fucking accounting. Right. Maybe you hate math, but you just know something about it. And to me, that's the lazy way versus somebody who takes time to figure them out, to learn about them. And that's why, again, this goes into my opinion, why you shouldn't have a voice too fucking soon. It's like all these social justice warriors who were in college and got social justice degrees. It's like, and now you're going to spout all of this shit that you've fucking learned in school, but you haven't lived. There's none of you in that. It's all of them. You haven't earned the right to speak yet. Earn the right. Know yourself. Know what you're about. Know what your values are. And that takes a lot of courage for people to do. And again, this goes back to, in my opinion, if people were a little bit more of a fucking savage, if they were a little bit tougher, if they had that in, the world would be a better place because then you'd be more likely to do it. And most people, I would suspect, would follow a path that's got the least friction involved and that's a great thing if it's their choice and i think most people would choose that nobody at this table does we all kind of like friction right i mean you do if if it's too easy when shit gets too easy for me i get weirded out man i'm like this is fucking like if i could sleep in like if i sleep in three days in a row to eight o'clock there fucking is something wrong with the world right so Those things, you know. It's almost like when people apply that, I guess, a little more superficially whenever it's like, um, oh, dang it. I lost it. Oh. (laughs) They say that, what you just said, what was it that you said? So what I was saying, if it's too easy, like if things are too. You have to wake up. If it's in three days in a row. So whenever something is going, you know, you're having great days, so many of them in a row, you're like, well. That's unusual. Like, where's 
See, I'm going to counter that because I, I think you can have great days every day. That's not But it's got to have the friction to make it great. I just, yeah. That's what I mean by mm-hmm. great days. I mean no friction because mm-hmm. people see comfort as a great day. The great day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this is something, this is one of the red flags I had of that communist guy that I was listening to because <laughs> he was like, what is the dream, the American dream? Mm-hmm. And he f- framed it as get rich and then do nothing mm-hmm. and and uh and and that you know everybody's everybody's wrong the 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 va- the deep value is that everybody's wrong mm-hmm. that life is about work mm-hmm. for a person and i and i completely disagree with that you know like that was like one of freud's things is like people have to work mm-hmm. to, for happiness that's a part of like the maslow hierarchy yeah you need to be doing things, you know. Mm-hmm. I would even make the argument again that that like is life, right? Yeah. So, so it is, um, yeah. And so I don't, I don't even know how many people like we talk about this. I, I tend to have a little more faith in people. I feel like, <laughs> and you're like people aren't like that, you know what I mean? I, but I feel yeah, like not I think the majority aren't. Yeah, I don't feel like people actually want to not work and just sit around on their ass. I think if, it's a work that they're doing. I think most people yes. are doing what they don't yeah. want to do. And then right? we live in an unhealthy culture with jobs that are deeply but dissatisfying. That's exactly what I'm saying, yeah. though. The ones that I think are brave are the ones that break that mold for a bit and learn about themselves because then they can decide. They can they can make a decision. They've earned the right to make a decision for themselves. Most people haven't even earned that right because they haven't experienced anything. So what do they do? I mean, how many Democrat kids are Democrats because their parents are fucking Democrats? Mm-hmm. How many of them are Christian because their there. parents are Christian or mm-hmm. whatever? It's like, learn about Christianity for yourself. You, you know what I'm saying? Learn about being a Democrat or whatever for yourself. You've got values that are passed down, but the the thing that we don't do, and this is where courage comes in, this is where strength comes in, this is where toughness comes in, is lay those values on the line and start to challenge them and say, what am I about? What the fuck? So you what's know? hard is back to like designing your own world and, mm-hmm. and seeing yourself as God and everything. How is doing that like not doing that? Just let me make the quick, the quick yeah. statements like, you're, what I'm hearing you say, right, is like that uh, you grew up this way, mm-hmm. so you need to step back and question all this stuff and, and see what rings true, which I believe mm-hmm. in, maybe in a different way than like just I wouldn't say it. necessarily yeah. question uh-huh. it, but, uh-huh. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but continue. So what's the difference then? Experience it. What's that? I was going to say to test it. Test it, uh, experience it, be part of it, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Be present. But if so. you don't know who you are, you can't be present in it because mm-hmm. you don't fucking know who's present. Mm-hmm. Is it your dad? Is it, you know, that's where you see people with these childhood traumas. It's like a lot of those childhood traumas, and this is, I'm not a psychologist or psychiatrist or anybody who knows shit about that stuff, but I observe a lot. I watch a lot. And I believe in anecdotal evidence to be as valuable as scientific evidence in a lot of regards. And you see a lot of people carrying stuff and it's like, but that's not you. That's the person that was, that influenced that upon you. So step out, take a look at that and see where you fit into that equation. Um, uh, Maxwell Maltz wrote this book called Psycho-Cybernetics, and he was mm. a plastic surgeon. 
it's a great book and it's a short read. It was a pretty influential book, I think, in the 70s, 80s time frame. Um, but anyway, he was a plastic surgeon and was saying he was making people beautiful. But why weren't they happy, right? And mm. so his theory was pretty innovative for the psychiatry field because it was somebody who was not from within the field who mm -hmm. created methods that they were able to kind of roll with. And um, so... Sometimes you need an outsider. Yeah, who, who changes mm -hmm. the, the That's thinking like on That's like heterodox mm -hmm. thinkers, right? Contrast. Yeah, mm -hmm. because like groupthink happens. Right, everybody you get stuck same, in a way of thinking. And, yeah, and then you don't even know that you're doing it because mm -hmm. everybody else thinks that way. Right, right. right. Mm -hmm. And you think that that's, mm -hmm. that's the world. But it the only exists right. within those confines. But the danger of the contrary thinker is like conspiracy theory and sure. and like you, you, you become more and more like an outsider. It like pushes you outside. Yeah, right? yeah mm -hmm. for yeah. potentially because you are on the outside. You're just... Yeah. Mm -hmm. poking in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But his idea was this thing he called the theater of the mind. Yeah. And so what what his premise was that if you can identify the incident that is causing this traumatic experience or this feeling that you have of yourself. So let's use the word dumb, right? Let's say in class one day, and I think he uses a similar, mm -hmm. similar analogy to this, but a teacher ask you to you know solve a problem or whatever and maybe they're having a bad day or they're frustrated or maybe you weren't paying attention and they're like oh you're never going to get it anyway you're just dumb right and all of a sudden boom you hear that and now every time something comes up you hear that and you're in that room with that teacher and she's telling you you're dumb so now you're this person that you're not you're dumb right and so you play that you play that you play that you play that it becomes real right and what he's saying is if you can find that incident, you go back and you just observe it from a different perspective and rewrite the script and say, you know, something to the effect of, you know, she said that you were dumb and in your mind that ended right there, right? Because you're not dumb. You figured out that problem and you showed her, whatever the case may be. But you rewrite the script, you replay it, mm -hmm. and now you've That's got re something reprogramming. Right. That is you in there. You experience you fixing mm -hmm. and repairing your problems. And again, I think that that's what we're having right now is this lazy approach to thinking. Mm -hmm. And. But what if you can't, like. You know, because that reminds me of something I do in mm -hmm. my own head, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, that I can't associate a trauma to. Yeah. So what happens if you can't think of the, you know what I mean? I don't have a trauma. <laughs> you know I, I've been trying to put myself in traumatic places for a while. Well, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. It we hasn't, found yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we did. The source of oh, the pineapple tidbits. The tidbits. Right? <laughs> but it's one of them. Right. You know, <laughs> I, I think right. for me, experiencing other people's trauma on such a mm. fucking powerful level as a young kid was enough to give me a perspective that at least it makes sense now as I'm getting older. I mean, I was a I was one of those fucking again guys who literally when I was training and I'm in top shape for the military and fucking like literally training eight hours a day martial arts. I mean, that was my job. I would paint as well. But after I got off painting, I'm training. I even moved next door, got a house next door to the um, dojo and was training. But I was the guy who would be telling fucking 
40 and 50 year olds how they should be living. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You should be doing this because this makes you balanced, right? Again, you're that fucking kid who needs to grow up. You haven't earned that. We, we make those mistakes of, you know, confusing the process with the result. The process helps us get the results, but you, you can't be partway into the process and think that you understand how the results play out and they're gonna constantly be shifting and adjusting and changing. And so, you know, I think the best that we can do, again, this goes back to being tough, is we toughen ourselves so that we can um, bear those challenges. We can take that weight until we're fucking smart enough to figure it out, right? Until we can make those connections into a higher level of spirituality and coming to terms with who we are as people. I think most people do not get to that point. And that's where I think a lot of people live with regret because when they have their realization, they realize that they never worked on coming to this place. They just got to this place. You know what I'm saying? It was an arbitrary fucking ride versus something that they had a level of control and a level of, um, you know, input on. And I don't think, I said this either yesterday or the day before in jujitsu, if somebody's bigger than you or stronger than you or better than you, you might not be able to stop them from finishing you, but at least you can create it on your terms to some degree. You're going to have some input. You're going to have a say in this. Well, you're not just going to kick my ass, right? It's going to be a fight for you. There's no way you're going to get that triangle that you always get on me. It's not going to happen, right? And you start to have a say. And the more that you have a little bit of a say, the better you get at having a say. The more you do it, the more you practice it, the more of a say you have in the outcome of things. And it goes back into this place where it's uncomfortable. It's the the friction that we want but if we can have small frictions in our day it's pretty good the the more say you get to have more say because i do feel that the older i get i do have more say mm -hmm. in my life yeah right i i do you know when I, when you're young you're unconscious about so much you don't get to say you know you just end up places you think you're making decisions yeah right <laughs> you know what i mean right you just end up with some chick you know you're right. like you end up somewhere for sure. What could happen? Yeah, yeah. Or where you could go if right. you do this. And I can say that though, like I don't think I'm anywhere where I want to be. I definitely have, I at least recognize how much say I'm having. Yeah, I mean, I may still be doing the same bad results sometimes, mm -hmm. but at least I, I can see I'm like, oh, I'm doing that. Yeah. You know, I'm right. making that decision somehow. Right. You know. And then so, mm -hmm. you know, you can like start that. to. Uh, sorry, I go. You can start to play the part. Right? Mm -hmm. And the more you play the part, then the more you can start mm -hmm. to become the part. Well, it's cool too because it's like, uh, it's a conversation with like the world because it's I have a say or whatever. Yeah. You know, and then, yeah. Then it's, Do you it's have conversations with myself? With yourself, the world? shit, the world? Yeah, yeah, that's things, going on. Yeah. Uh, something I'm working on. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. A song. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, you know, you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? I do, for sure. Yeah. I'm usually yelling at it or like. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose it's in like flabbergasted. Yeah, with yeah, it. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I yell at my instrument sometimes. Uh, you do but at the instrument itself. Yeah. I've totally done that. Do you ever reason though? Do you ever like? Do you guys ever like? Okay, what's it gonna take 
to get through this or you, you know what I, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah, like yeah. talk to it like that oh, okay like kind of yeah. right um, yeah ask yeah. It, hey man like, hey like what, what do I need I to do, do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do shit like that man and that, you that, listen that does make a lot of but sense. it you yeah. get answers mm-hmm. because a lot mm-hmm. of times whether you know the answer or not you break it down mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. mountain biking just the other day I was like fucking I was having some problems with uh, getting around a few water bars. Like I kept on slipping my fucking pedal and almost having to stop. And so I literally looked down at my bike and I'm like, okay, what do I need to do to get around these fucking mm. water bars? Right? Said it out loud. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then it was like, oh, yeah, you need to center yourself over that mm-hmm. front part of those handlebars for a second when you come up. Mm-hmm. And then you can shift your weight. And continue mm-hmm. that fucking pedal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably simple as fuck for other people, but mm-hmm. for me, it took like, mm-hmm. and I know how to do that. I'm just saying, like, it was lost for that moment, and you just bring yourself mm-hmm. back down and answer the questions, I, I like, right? I and, like the, the that you have to say it out loud. What it reminds me of is with my son. He doesn't talk a lot, right? Sometimes, like to a, you know. Like, come on, man. Yeah. You know, like we were playing with those other kids, you know, and I can't get him to say a word to them. He just like, you know, gets all like, you know, inside. But I could see how um, there's times where I can see that he he had... He, you got to get used to the process of thinking something on the inside Mm -hmm. and then saying it. Mm -hmm. There's something about that, right? That you don't even know what you think till you say it. There's a thing like that. You don't know how it like helps you like be specific, mm-hmm. right? It's more you know a little airy inside of you. Yeah. But if you can like yeah, it actually helps you, say something, it, it also helps you like recognize the emotional state that you're in. Because mm-hmm. if you say it in anger, mm-hmm. you hear if you say it sheepishly, you, you're like, oh fuck, dude. I mean, yeah, have you yeah, ever yeah. done that where uh-huh. you talk to somebody and you you hear your voice and you're like. Oh, I'm sitting like this. Of course, I'm going to talk like this. That's dope. Right? And you recognize, and you're like, oh, shit. You know, you got to hear it, though. You Uh, hear your intentions. I have have this book that's dope. You should get this book. It's called The Mysticism of Sound and Music by uh, Inyat Khan, something Inyat Khan. He's a Sufi guy. It's dope. You know, first half's about. Uh, sound what is the spiritual Sufis are are they those like spiritual kind of uh, nomadic they're like um, Islamic it's like the mystic uh side of Islam okay it's like them Um, but he had a thing that's like the voice is the barometer of the soul he Uh said but also meaning like where you're at you know it tells you where you're at Mm-hmm. The sound of your voice, mm-hmm. right? What, what you're, where you're at emotionally, what you're thinking, where you at? It's your barometer. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like you're saying, because it, it does matter how you're sitting, your posture, mm-hmm. your state of mind is reflected in in your your voice. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you ever like talking to girls? Your voice goes like fucking high, <laughs> yeah. or like oh, for yeah. a second, and you're like, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you come back in, it's like, so oh, what I'm saying is. <laughs> I always attribute it to be like fucking just insecure, <laughs> you know, like yeah, and nervous. There's, there's yeah. a study about or maybe that, nervous, about your yeah. tone yeah. going up when you like somebody, or or I guess yeah, it's probably just a nervous thing. Uh, yeah, Got to yeah. be like, hey there, yeah. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> How's your evening? That's a joke, isn't it? In shows, movies, cartoons. Huh. Talking with a low like voice. Like low yeah. voice. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe it keeps you in. So, uh-huh. you know, it keeps you fucking corralled so that squeaker doesn't... Right, right. You know, yeah, got to lean towards the downside. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, that way if it comes back a little bit, you're like still in the safe zone. Yeah. So like, yeah, he's yeah, not such a fucking tired. Recalibrate. <laughs> yeah. You feel like you've worked on your voice with singing. Do you think that's helped like your talking voice? Is there like a relationship between the two? Yeah, I think so. Um, <clears throat> see, it's funny because now I'm overly aware of it. I'm like thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, more. And I do, I do catch it at times. Like, especially when I'm on stage. Like, I more often than not, I try to avoid talking to the crowd as much as possible, just because they're there for music. Like, you just, I like to say my thank yous. Sometimes I'll say hello. Sometimes I won't. Sometimes the music speaks. But usually towards the last song, I'll say goodbye, remind them who we are introduce the next band and say thanks to the venue and um yeah i think there's definitely like a stage voice that i've developed over time Mm -hmm. and it does like mimic my singing voice and and that's even been like i mean it's been like 10 years now i've been singing up on stage and uh i've just now started to feel comfortable where i understand like oh this amount of exhaling is gonna affect Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. line in this manner or I can hit this note if I draw on my diaphragm a little bit more. What about like your speaking voice? Do you think singing has helped? Yeah, it's it's changed it. I mean, I think just in general, it's changed it through the I mean years of abuse of not singing properly. I think my voice has changed. It's become more raspy at times. Sing, not singing properly, like um, technically or yeah. properly, like I used to yeah. sing from the throat at uh-huh. first, and then I used to sing from real real deep down in versus like. From the diaphragm, and uh-huh. it was it was almost coming from the gut at times, yeah. and when I used to sing from the throat, it used to cause like real damage to my vocal cords. Uh-huh. Yeah, like uh, what's yeah. her name just had a couple surgeries. Polyps. I got polyps. Uh, at one point. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it put yeah. me out so for like a month up. and a half. Yeah. Oh yeah, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What was, just like vibration of it? Is that like? Well, the, I feel like yeah. you're doing it at a the wrong tension or something right yeah. or things were rubbing it, up like, against each other oh yeah mm-hmm. and then they yeah so it almost feels like there's micro tears that was like burns pretty much mm-hmm. it with my case was i was putting too much tension into the cords, so they would like i think they almost became kind of brittle over time and then i was probably you know mm-hmm. smoking and shit drinking too much yeah. back then and uh, You're like smoking cigarettes and whiskey doesn't help my voice. <laughs> I started having seizures though, and that was when like oh, I knew no I knew that like this was becoming something serious, and uh, and hmm. then these started to bulge. Like I had like a it literally felt like there's a growth on the right side. No shit. Yeah. Like, like how that. much? Like how much singing do you have to do for that to fucking happen? That was from like that was right before I started Red Sage. That was the last year of our band Liberation, and we had. I, I mean, I've had way busier years mm. since then, but at that time, that was the busiest year we had. And we had a three or four show run, you know, four nights in a row. And I wasn't used to that at that point. So, you know, I'm singing with improper technique. I'm not taking care of my body, not sleeping well, not eating well. And then I was the best man in my buddy's wedding on like this Saturday night. I had to drive back to Denver to play a show. And then that following night, we were playing the Riot Fest after party, which was this big, like, it was like a big deal for us. Literally got done with that show. And what was crazy was the guy in the headlining band of that show, he had to go to the emergency room because he blew his vocal cords. Mm-hmm. That night, I think I almost blew my vocal cords while I was on stage. 
And when I got home, that was the first time I ever had a seizure. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. My body just shut down when I got home. My girlfriend at the time just started blowing weed smoke into my fucking mouth. And She's she like, just, this will help me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put a pipe in his mouth. <laughs> like, no, push on your stomach up, really hard. <laughs> she was just shotgunning it in, almost like she was giving me He CPR. needs weed. <laughs> yeah. Get this guy weed. <laughs> the crazy thing is that helped, though. Like, I he starts <laughs> coming, too. Yeah, yeah. His, like, heart starts <laughs> to beat again. Yeah. Right? I started, I started to calm down. Like, it fucking worked. That, for what it's worth, it fucking worked. I've seen worked. some of those videos of those Parkinson dudes, and they yeah. smoke weed. You seen that? Yeah, yeah. And they smoke some weed, and then they, like, stop. Down, yeah. Yeah, they can talk but that's crazy so yeah. even in, even to a seizure yeah um, well uh, um yeah and then yeah <laughs> i had, had five <laughs> over the course of like the following years and they were i started to recognize what was going on with my body and then it was it was a compounding you know thing of with no sleep and stress and not eating right and all kinds of different shit and probably being vegan at the time didn't help yeah. either. You know? Probably had one of those like oxygen masks that just pumped weed smoke <laughs> <laughs> put it on. That would have been yeah. yeah, being vegan at the time probably had a little effect too, huh? I think that was a major part of it, yeah, for sure. Hmm. Were you into cooking at the time? Yeah, I was uh, I was working at that steakhouse and you know. While you were vegan? Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, here's your animal <laughs> flesh, yeah. you fucking murderer. Yo, I used to cook that shit with fucking, like, extra passion, though, because to me it was like, I don't want this meat to go to waste. Right. It's I don't want this better. to get recalled, so I right. need to grill this shit right the first time. Right, oh, yeah. wow, interesting. Yeah. And there's a way to put it. They're like, frame it in your head so you, like, do good. Yeah. Make, like, some good shit. <laughs> I honor you. you. You do a little ceremony. Yeah. I honor your spirit. Yeah, like, sagebrush <laughs> in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Blowing tobacco lot. smoke over it. He's like, yeah. has this big old long okay. tobacco pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Just doing a dance in the corner. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, I've wondered about that, though, with, like, speaking, if, like, singers are, like, I don't know, because there, there's something to that ability to, like, condense thoughts into into words. And, and the tone of voice thing, how some people are, like, can capture you with their voice. Yeah. Right? They know how to project it well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Because I realize, in mm-hmm. my mind, I might be speaking very loudly. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I went through that for sure. I was like super quiet. When I sing, That's I why we all tell. lean in. Yeah. <laughs> like, why do they get so close when you talk? It's um, like I can tell when I'm using the voice that you, you can like project more. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like it has, it's louder, has mm-hmm. more like, I don't know what to call it, mm-hmm. weight to it. Yeah. And so I think. It mm-hmm. would help your speech because, like, you would mm-hmm. be able to speak more, like... <laughs> speak from the center. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. can hear you, mm-hmm. and then you're probably enunciating your words a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's why we made all those, like, like Japanese sounds when we did mm-hmm. it because it comes from here, right? Like, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. From that I bet center. there's something to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet there is. Well, there. Uh-huh. I mean... Yeah, yeah. We like practiced it. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, come from here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But even in those sounds, mm-hmm. right? Well, isn't that like the chanting? Isn't that what the chanting is supposed to do uh, in yeah. meditation? It's like sounds... a tonal range that mm-hmm. you come from kind of, like we would call it the hara, right? So mm-hmm. that's the, not the, the heart, oven? but it's, it's... the oven? Isn't that what that yeah, means? Like uh-huh. the, 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 the like chi center. center or something yep. like that? Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. So, um, 
Yeah. Fire is mean something about fire. I thought yeah, something like that. With that word hara the Japanese. And so is it like a lot of deep vibrations? I think so. Yeah, the idea with like Hindu um I guess Buddhist monks and I think even in Hindu with like the Sikhs and such, they they would there's like legend of them putting a candle in the room and they can use their diaphragm to hit certain tones and actually change the color of the flame in front of them or make the flame grow bigger or smaller. I would, yeah, I mean, I think that stuff is... This is what's funny, because going back to what we are talking about, there, if you scientifically looked at it from that mindset, you'd be like... Whatever. That's fucking bullshit. bullshit. Right. But you right. could look at it no, scientifically no and think about the vibrations and the, things. The tones, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. But that's where those things then you've gotta look at that's why I like the term like holistic health or integrative health or those kinds of terms because they incorporate mind, body, spirit, not just, you know, Rational mind. I mean, say. think about a doctor telling you, oh, yeah, you've got terminal cancer. You've got three months to live. I mean, there's no spirit in that anymore, right? Mm-hmm. There's, you know what I'm saying? There's like, that's just mm. stone cold. And then you have this authority telling you it. Right. Like, how much does placebo affect? Does that make it worse? That's what I'm right. saying. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, man, it's all mine. Yeah. There's no body spirit connection behind it there's no like because i I picture you know we've had that talk too like that the shamans were it's not just placebo Mm -hmm. that's somewhat reductive but that's like part of it Mm -hmm. is how they would talk to people you know i think that even you know those uh like the like uh, you ever see yes man with jim carrey you ever see that movie yeah i don't really remember Uh, that's all right you know all those guys like tony robbins you know any of those types Mm -hmm. right like what they're able to get people to do like they can reprogram people i've seen it in landmark it's weird mm-hmm. within it's seeing it in person there it was weird it wasn't it felt culty yeah <laughs> landmark yeah yeah yeah. and uh-huh. this dude was like it was crazy he would like he was in a meditative state like mm-hmm. an intense one uh so at one point like i, I even went on the mic and like challenged him because i was that was like forced to be there, right. you know, and I was like, fuck this. You know, there's so many parts of it that I just thought were bullshit. But anyway, so I like talked to him on the mic and then he like dismissed me and stuff. So afterwards I went like and approached him uh-huh. and his eyes were bloodshot, like super bloodshot. It's like he had just done a sport or something. We had just done like an hour of him like talking and interacting right. with people. And he was in this crazy state and I was like, whoa, this is in- something else is going on here is what I thought. Like, this is crazy with this where this guy is at and all these people like one dude went in front him and his wife had flown there from california or somewhere i don't remember and uh he had been cheating on her and had never told her and after the first day because this guy like cracked him or whatever he like came out and told her in the motel and then he came in front and went and told all of us that all what had happened (laughs) you know what i mean and like all kinds of stuff like that that's maybe was she there still yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was intense. Like that part was intense. And then just like s- smaller things too. Of and I've seen it. I've been in you know the therapy world, you could say, mm-hmm. and uh, and 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 the new agey world too. I've met some people that have that ability. Mm-hmm. In a, uh, you know, I don't know if I've ever met like a someone that I really respect that has that. You know, mm-hmm. um, but uh, 
Yeah, like so kind of that intuitiveness. The, that, it's almost like the ability to program people uh-huh. from the outside. Yeah, okay. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've mentioned this to you though that I can see something similar in here, not in a negative sense. Mm-hmm. In that sometimes when people get challenged, they like f- fall into this state. Mm-hmm where I don't know what this state is. They're really discombobulated. Mm-hmm. They're really like, they don't know where they stand. You know, they're, they're questioning themselves and their jujitsu. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and that's like a programmable state, mm-hmm. right? That's like a place where someone could put an idea in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like those kind of like techniques, I consider some of those maybe like shamanistic, mm-hmm. right? As they have the ability to, and maybe magic too. You know, they have this whole thing of spells even and like how they talk and what they say. Right. Um, and that those things, you know, they have a lot that influence like the, how you talk to mm-hmm. yourself and, and what that does. They have things like that. Like there are magical um, like ceremonial actions yeah. where you'll do things where you'll write down an idea something you want something you want to change in your life and it's it's casting a spell essentially right um and you're write programming it down, you burn it yeah yeah stuff like that yeah, throw yeah, yeah. it out mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah there's even some like sexual magic stuff i've i've heard about um where you like You'll have those spells. You're like, okay, where's my threesome spell? (laughs) (laughs) No, you actually use the state. You actually, you use the state right at orgasm to like cast the spell. Because that's when you're like the most like in the moment is like during that moment. So there's like all kinds of like sexual magic, things like that. Uh You can do it with a partner or not, you know. Um, You use those tuning forks. Where like right mm-hmm. at orgasm, they would put them on their head. It's like an onk almost, like the shape of an onk. And uh-huh. the idea was that it would catch the sexual energy, okay. recirculate it, and there you go. help you uh-huh. recontain right. <laughs> and amplify. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So to make it like longer, to make it more intense, basically right. taking the sexual energy so that then you can harness it towards whatever creative like thing you, you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Just I, I think that stuff's interesting, though, like the self-programming. And, and then there are people that can program other people. Maybe mm-hmm. some, maybe like oh, Hitler we, could do that. Do you know we, I mean? Right. I had an instructor leaders. who um, this is when I was the head instructor of this academy. And again, this was traditional martial arts, um, Japanese jujitsu. It was great. We did a lot of cool stuff. I attribute a lot of things um, that I learned to those methods um, that are positive in my life. But one day there was this um, student who was having a pretty big problem. And so he wanted me, uh, the head instructor, and he's, you know, a lot older. And um, he wanted me to come in and he's like, okay, so what's going to happen is he's going to voice what his issues are. I'm going to control that conversation, lead him around. He's going to walk out with these being our goals, right? And he's going to think that he made the decision, right? right? right. Mm. And it worked like fucking clockwork. I'm just watching him Mm. lead this guy. And yeah, and it's powerful because that can be used for good things and bad things, Mm. right? Um, You know, he was kind of talking about the... um, This goes back to an interesting point of, in a lot of regards, he thought he knew what was best for the student. In a lot of regards, he did, 
Mm. right? Mm -hmm. But still, was it his choice? And that's what I think the left mm. really has a problem, mm. is there might be some things that are good, but it's not for them okay, to so, determine so what that they're the, like leading people. Right. So what about the doctor, though? And then the person has cancer. Mm -hmm. Should he tell the person? Or I guess you might say how. Do you see where I'm going now? I would now? say yeah, how. Yeah, like how you say it. But uh -huh. you see what I'm saying, though? Because you could say that the person tells them in such a way that, that is making them have this placebo effect in a good way. Yeah. But if you're like somehow more honest or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe well, you know, like in an instance that like that, you that would... Easy. Ethically, you would think you would have an obligation to, to have them get their affairs in order. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? To understand the severity of the situation. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying like the, the, that you would give someone a choice. Like, again, that, that shaman mm -hmm. idea where if someone was sick, you would bring in a chicken. And then mm -hmm. they thought that yeah. the chicken took the disease. And then the anthropologist was like, "Why? you know that yeah. they're just chickens, right? And he's like, yeah, I know. So yeah. he's not letting them decide. Right. But he's still curing them. Well, right. so I saw a shaman Possibly. when I blew out my knee, and um, it was great. We did these energy gathering exercises. I saw her probably for like two months, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of cool stuff. I was really buying into it. And then on the last session that I did with her, she was doing this, you know, um, kind of like Reiki fucking thing. Um, and she's like, your leg is healed. And, you know, I'm like, all right, fuck, man. Come on. Right. It's you went like, too far with healing. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. legitimately blown out. You want to see the MRI? It looks right. like fucking broken celery, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's right. too far. It's mm -hmm. like, look, there's a lot of things that you can rationally, like, say yeah this is fucking cool because when you bring attention to an area that's what a doctor's doing just precision yeah. right they're bringing attention to certain areas so that it'll heal but your body still has to heal your mind still has to heal it you know people i mean i'm sure we've all met people who've gotten injured and they've got such a negative shitty fucking attitude that their injury takes forever and then as soon as they start to heal they fuck something else up and you know it just goes from one to the next to the next and it's like yeah, well, that is yeah. just the way it is. And then you see people who, like, fucking have a positive attitude and they bounce back relatively quick. They're able to navigate or they're able to say, man, yeah, this fucking sucks. It's going to be a while for me to heal. And they make gains in all of these other areas while they're healing in, in that area. So, you know, the, the mindset behind it is so important and how you lead somebody um, is important, right? It's a powerful like role to have but this is what i think is that again it goes back to if people were fucking tougher they would have more of a say and an ability to navigate that than ones that don't take that course and i think you guys have missed something you think they've missed something that i haven't said today and i've used it in a way different manner the P word. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> Damn, it's a record amount of time. There's a great, um, do you know who Kyle Dunnigan is? Yeah. He does a podcast called Pussies. Uh -huh. And it's two male feminists. It's him and uh, Kurt Kurt Metzger, <laughs> yeah. and they like watch, they like watch Star Wars, and That's they like reinterpret it in like feminine, you know, feminist like terms. It, it's I'm gonna, hilarious. I'm gonna have to see that. It's great. Yeah, it's really good. Do women like it? <laughs> I wonder if anybody watches it and thinks it's like legit for a minute. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. They use all the lingo. 
It's, yeah, it's well done. Yeah, he does some good stuff like that. Uh-huh. All in line, too, right? Uh-huh. He does that, like... He was doing, like, a show where he was, like, Biden and Ben Shapiro mm-hmm. and... I think he still and, does uh, it. Uh, uh, Jenner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah he's great. good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's been hour 35. Right. What uh, you got to add? Nothing. I sent 420. Right. It's on 420. I guess there's nothing else to add today. I guess that's what we're left with. Anna needs a nap. (laughs) All right. Well, Anna's going to go take a nap. The rest of us are going to go to work. Nap is work. (laughs) Nap is work. Maintenance for my machine. There you go.